Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Of course, the better looking than me person on the couch is Jordan Bailey. Jordan, how you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, you happy to be back? No, I'm not. Yes, I know. <laughs> Wish I was still in Colorado. It's like, why are we sweating? Yes. Oh, oh. We're back in Texas. <laughs> it's not the fun sweat, is no, it? No, it's, it's not. not. So Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts is brought to you by the fine folks at Fly Racing. We definitely support uh, happy for their support. Did you see that they uh, they had the release party for their 2016 yes. line? Yes. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> that means we've got to have a video dropping soon. Hopefully a catalog will be coming out pretty soon. That you're not in. That, of course. <laughs> what is it? Fourth year in a row now, Dale Spangler? One day. Even Brett Q said that I'm good looking enough to be he in did. there. He did. I was actually here during that. Yeah. So, One I day. mean, you think Brett Q throws <laughs> throw some weight around now these days. We should, we should be able to make this happen, right? Sorry, I'm sure after this, all this is over, Daniel Milner's going to be like, Brian, you should be in the damn Fly Racing catalog. I'll be like, I know. It's <laughs> and ridiculous. even if he doesn't, you'll say he did. So. <laughs> right? So, of course, the fine folks at Kenda Tire USA, you can learn more about them at kendatire.com. Got a chance to ride on the Equilibrium Tire in Colorado. We did have a, a few, um, we'll just say issues, because we had issues. But, of course, uh, being the fine, smart people that we are on the trail we fixed those issues a lot of help from people in crested butte which is or uh almont which was awesome but definitely the equilibrium tire worked out great will be a review on the site we of course will talk about uh our little colorado adventure a little bit later in the episode and then Stillwell performance i got a chance to get one of their new shirts i'm excited about that got a chance to ride the shit out of their suspension updates to my 350 xc while we were in colorado so again lots to talk about there but stillwellperformance.com, if you have a KTM, if you have 4CS, or if you just go, holy shit, I ride off-road, I want better suspension, check out stillwellperformance.com. They definitely can help you out. Appreciate everybody for their support. So let's just jump right in. It's been two weeks since we've had a show, and I'm excited to talk to some people that are way better on dirt bikes than I am, but they do ride a blue bike like the missus over here, or Miss E. Sorry, she's not my missus. <laughs> but, Mr. Daniel Milner, how is your evening going, kind sir? Yeah, it's going good, man. It's, it's hot over here, but it's, it's still uh, living the dream. I like it. Well, I mean, you, you you look you look buff. You know, I can tell it's hot. You're you're perspiring a little in there. You might just be nervous because you're on the seat time. You know, it's important. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> but uh, maybe That's maybe the lighting. That's the <laughs> I got in the good lighting yeah. you know, with a tank top. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Is that is that what makes you look so buff? You make sure that the shadows. You put a little makeup on the arms just to kind of have yeah, that go. Yeah, Contoured his like muscles. Put a bit of makeup on me and get it happening. So you know. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Well, dude, um, congratulations on you know your your recent win here at the Full Gas Sprint Enduro. That's awesome. Caleb Russell's been on a freaking winning streak, and just recently, you know, a week ago, you beat him. This past weekend, he got beat again. Uh, by Stuart Bailey of the National Enduro, so congratulations on doing that, man. Yeah, thanks. It was it was good, man. It was it's fi- it's finally good to uh, get a win. Um, you know, it's something that I've been chasing for you know pretty much the whole year this year, and uh, all the troubles I've been having is it, uh, definitely a monkey off the back. Yeah, um, well, I think we've got a lot to talk about with you because I mean, you are multi-time ISDE. 
you know, veteran with Australia. We're going to have the ISD coming up again. You know, multi-time, I think three times in a row, Australian four-day enduro winner with your, your awesome amounts of titles. National enduro here now. You're going to be racing for Ampro. Ampro with GNCC. You've got the times over here. We do have some health issues kind of discussions that I guess I, I just think to kind of clear the air on, on what really happened with all that kinds of stuff. So you signed late last year with Ampro Yamaha to come over and race for 2015 for the National Enduros and the GNCCs. Was that just a one-year deal, or how long was that when you guys officially signed that? Uh, we signed for two years, so uh, it was pretty much it was kind of a Yamaha thing back back home in Australia. Um, I've been them pretty, with them pretty much my whole career, um, and I said kind of thing I wanted to change and uh, and do something different other than the you know the AORC and, and stuff like that back home in Australia. And uh, yeah, there's something I've always looked up to as the GNCCs, and uh, wanted to come over here and give it a shot. Um, now you've raced some GNCCs. Now, how, from when you kind of were going around racing some of the GNCCs, how hard do you think it would be to come into the, racing the GNCCs when they're when something like that type of racing just doesn't exist? Like if you oh if you had just watched it, you know, online or maybe you know some of the TV shows and stuff like that, but you're like, I want to race that. Like, how, how difficult well, do you think it would be showing up? Yeah, and doing it? Um, well, I'd say my first season out there was kind of like that. It's it's nothing you'd you'd imagine. I mean, you you think you'd understand it, and then you get out there, and it's. It's difficult. It's hard. It's, I it's gnarly. I don't it's, it's know. It's not what you would expect. Yeah, it's not it, what you would expect. I mean, the pace is faster than you think. It's um, tougher than you think. It's longer than you think. It's yeah. It's just not what you would expect. I would agree. Uh, even though my hands turned into baby vaginas and I didn't finish my first and only GNCC, one day we will be back. We will finish one. Damn it! It'll happen. Shut up, world. But so Daniel Milner, I, I would agree with that from from uh, from Ms. Bailey, but. Kind of tell us about your thoughts. You know, you came over here. You've probably watched Josh Strang for the past couple of years. You know, win a championship, race in the GNCCs, and then you get a chance to come over here a year ago to try to try it out to see how it goes. Now you're over here. You're you're, you're racing GNCCs. What were your expectations? Were they met? Were they just completely blown out of the water? What what were you thinking? Yeah, it was it was definitely a big eye opener. That's for sure. Like. Uh... The woods over here is a lot different to the bush back home in Australia. Um, it's it's a lot more technical, I'd say, and uh, the roots, the roots, man, they're, they're bad. There's there's roots everywhere. Like Australia, you know, we have the odd root every now and then on the track, but over here it's like the whole track. I think more more you're riding on more roots than you are dirt. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly like that. I, I found that uh, I was struggling a lot, um, you know, trying to get used to that always sliding out and uh, landing on my face more than I should have been. But, um, yeah, looking up to Josh Strang and uh, Glenn Carney, um, it's definitely a cool thing to be over here racing um, and, and especially, you know, seeing Caleb Russell doing so well and, and all them. My, my goals were to come over here and, and kind of try, you know, give it to them, um, do my best and, and hopefully finish on the podium, which so far this year in the GNCCs has, has gone really bad. I've, I've, I think I've finished maybe – two rounds um so it's it's been going yeah pretty much as, as bad as it could go but we've got two rounds so we're getting there we're slowly getting bigger we're getting better and better slowly so uh, you know what's awesome no. is that's uh, two more than i've finished <laughs> i think it takes at that's least it. at least a year to adjust to the gncc series i felt the same way my first full series there it was like golly this sucks but then once you get in the groove of it it's like after that first year i feel like it probably hopefully gets better 
but it, it takes some adjusting to that's for sure hmm. hopefully not a full yeah, year well, for you <laughs> yeah well I, like, I think that was kind of the plan at at the you know randy said to me that this year was definitely going to be a learning year um and it certainly has been so far and uh you know hopefully i can you know get get the positives out of this year and uh and look into next year and, and try my best and see how we go from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with the GCCs, it's been pretty it, – it has been kind of interesting, but I think as we've talked about, it's a it's a tough beast to crack. Um, one day, hopefully, I'll figure it out. I know you're, you're, on, you're on the way for sure, especially once you've come here, you kind of got back into the full gas sprint enduro, which – I think is a little bit more of your cup of tea, which you're, which you're used to anyway, that format of racing with the National Enduros. That's something that I think you're going to be able to adapt to a lot quicker, um, being more single track-ish, even though the format's still probably a little bit different. But um, So what was it? Tell us a little bit about the health stuff, because I know all of a sudden it just you, know, you were struggling. We know that you were struggling. Um, and then all of a sudden, you you know, press releases come out. You, you had to go back for for health health reasons. Um, I talked to Brian Brian Elliott a little bit about it. I don't know if it's it's you know, but you're, I think you're a diabetic, is what I kind of like gathered from all that, or something around diabetes. So kind of take us through like how hard that was for you to, to adjust, and why you had to go home to get all this stuff figured out. Yeah, so that was my main problem. I'm a type one diabetic, um, and I, I was diagnosed when I was twelve, and uh, Back home in Australia, I guess it's it's I've grown up with it um, and kind of learnt the foods and everything back home in Australia to eat. Um, and then coming over here, I'd have to say your diet is definitely different to uh, you know back home in Australia. It's 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 hard to find real healthy food, and that's kind of what I thrive off and uh, you know help helps me you know be a machine kind of thing and, and get going on the bike. So. Um, that was, that was my main problem was my diabetes, um, was just trying to sort everything out, which I've been heaps of dietitians over here now and, and tried to sort it all out. Um, which we've, we've got it pretty sorted out now. Um, especially, yeah, I, I went home for a bit there and, and got some new machines and stuff to try, uh, while I was racing. So I could actually see my blood sugar level, um, while I was racing. So I know if, if I'm going low or high or, cause if, if you go low, if you go too low, I could actually pass out. Um, and you know we don't, we don't want that happening while we're going fast on a dirt bike. No. It would be too fun sliding <laughs> on my face. But uh, yeah, so and then for the first two rounds, <coughs> uh, they they went. They were my mistakes. Um, the first round, I, I just went into a hole a bit too fast and got flicked over the bars. And as I was going over the bars, I uh, caught the family jewels on the handlebars, and it pretty much went downhill from there. Mm. Um, I pulled up and, and then actually we thought it was good for the next round. I uh, went to next round and uh, pretty much did this, kind of the same thing, J- just jump in a hole and come up short and kind of framed into my tank um, on, me, on me nuts again and uh, <laughs> that put me out of that again. So. Oh, man. <laughs> no kids anytime soon. Thank you, Honda gas tank <laughs> or a Yamaha gas tank. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wait, so, was it the gas tank? Was it the, the goofy, I am. I mean, not that it's IMS's fault, but is it the goofy, like, notch, like, in the gas tank because of the Yamaha, like, where it's placed? Yeah, but I, I can't use that as an excuse because 
I shouldn't have been sitting up there in the first place. It's my own fault for, for going so far up the front. So um, A gas cap in the butt every now and again can be a very, very eye-open experience. Get you back in the game pretty quick. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But, uh, yeah, that all pretty much went downhill from there with the diabetes. I, uh, I guess I'd been here for maybe a few months then and uh, was, was struggling really bad with the food. So, We've got that sorted out now, so hopefully we can uh, get it dialed in and, and start winning some more races. Right on. Um, now, granted, I, I totally can agree with you on the whole diet thing. It doesn't seem like we've got shit figured out, uh, FDA, all that kinds of stuff. But again, this is the Dirt Bike Show, so we'll kind of stay a little bit more focused on that part. But I, I do have a question about with the health, trying to find the healthy food. So, like, we've got a couple stores. We've got Sprouts. Whole Foods, Central Market, and then there's a couple other like like less chains, mm-hmm. you know, that you could find. Now, that's in Texas. I feel like we do decent. We're not great when it comes to kind of the healthy food stores, but we're decent. Now, on the East Coast, is that like where you live and where you're kind of centrally located on the East Coast? Did they not have a lot of stores like that, or was that part of your learning process is to learn about those kind of stores or to find a little bit healthier? more natural, less processed foods. Yeah, I guess it was trying to trying to find the uh, places where they sell all the good stuff. Um, and from everything I've heard that the the southern diets are pretty bad. Like we went to some, we went to, uh, as a car race, that um, one of our mechanics was racing and there's deep fried Oreos or something like that. So I think anything they can deep fry, they deep fry. So Holy shit, you need to come to Texas, yeah. my boy. Come to the state fair. <laughs> yeah, our state, the state fair here in Texas, there's an actual competition around like every year, like who can come up with the most batshit crazy deep fried something. Yeah, like, for real. There's been deep fried Snickers, deep fried cheesecakes, deep, deep fried, deep fried cookie Oreos. Dough. Cookie dough, beer. Cookie dough, beer, deep fried beer. Um, deep uh, bacon. Yeah, it, it's it's everything. So yes, it sucks. Uh, um, and I would imagine as a type one diabetic, that deep fried anything yeah. is not something that you're supposed to be eating. So I'd stay away from it. Yeah, that's for sure. That's I my, have to say, South Carolina. I mean, we never when we lived out there at Randy's, we didn't find any kind of health food store. We ate like the pizza buffet for lunch every day. We had uh, what's that Bojangles bis- chicken biscuits for breakfast that almost every like morning. A pedophile. Like-, like you know, it's like Bojangles. Here he is in his van again. <laughs> Bojangles. Well, everybody was running away from our vans. <laughs> you just you, that's just how we ate out there. So I imagine that was no tree bark. No, like, no. <laughs> you can like the cookie de- the cookie pizza off the buffet line for dessert. Yeah, that was. I'm definitely. I ain't gonna lie. I've been there. <laughs> I love it. That place is pretty good. Pizza Inn, that's what's called. Yeah, Pizza Inn. Uh, that's like CC's. You go eat there just specifically, so it's like a colonoscopy, but it's, it's actually like an it, it, it's internal out instead it's of external cheap. in. We're and all, then they suck we're it out. all on budgets. It's cheap, it's, so we can oh, eat for cheap. like four dollars. It cleans out everything. <laughs> it is. It's like drinking eight cups of coffee like that. <laughs> cleans the system. So okay, so. You, you were able to go home, kind of like get, I guess, get your health bearings back on straight. Now, now going back and getting that taken care of, you're back in the States, obviously feeling a lot better, doing a lot better on the bike and feeling confident there. Um, have you kind of figured out how to, to keep your diet on track or do you, do you think you've taken the right steps anyway? Yeah, for sure. We're, uh, you know, now I'm pretty much eating 100% healthy. Um, no more pizza in? It, 
No more bits are in. No, occasionally a, ch- a cheeky Bojangles as I'm coming home from a race <laughs> or something like that. But, but you know, you deserve that after a race, so you got to do it. But um, yeah, we, we've definitely got the diet, uh, the uh, diet down pat. So uh, yeah, starting to feel a lot better in myself and starting to feel really good on the bike now. So hopefully, can start uh, kicking some ass. I like it. I like it. I think it, I think it's going to be interesting to see when you do kind of get it. You know, as what you were talking about, you know, kind of maybe that year to kind of get used to it. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so much faster, so much different than I thought it was going to be. Once you kind of mentally are able to go into it and go, I know what to expect and I know how to attack. I think it's going to be um, really cool to see you up there, uh, you know, competing with the likes of Josh Strings, Caleb Russells, and Charlie Mullins when he's back. Hopefully, that's sometime soon. Uh, all that kinds of stuff. So GNCC, good luck. You know, September is when that's going to kick back off. But you just did, uh, so we did the full gas sprint enduro. I kind of want to know your thoughts on that series. You know, I've seen some of the videos. I've I've listened to some of the voiceover that you've put down. Uh, You sound stoked on it. Um, So are you? And then how does it relate to what you, like say like the Australian four-day enduro? Yeah, it's it's definitely, I I think it's one of the funnest, uh, you know, championships in America. Um, and saying that, I, I, we do race that back home in Australia. So, and that was kind of my uh, stronger hand was was the sprints. So, uh, yeah, the the time that Hooper puts into the tracks and um, you know all the people there, I think's unreal. And uh, hopefully they keep doing it because I think it'll be definitely an awesome championship. And hopefully it can be named a national championship. And uh, we all get contracted to it to doing it we get the uh the semis there or, or the semis as you americans say it so um that'll be i definitely enjoy it the tracks uh i guess they're a little bit faster a lot faster than national enduro but a little bit faster than gncc but um the the bit motocrossy and stuff like that but they're they're definitely a lot of fun that's for sure i guess everyone everyone that's been to one so far has said how much fun they are and how much time hooper puts into it so uh yeah it's it's good fun yeah and i i have yet to be to one obviously just watch the highlight videos talk to, to awesome riders like yourself about those events that have been i'm assuming that the kind of like the ones that are a little bit more motoy i think that 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 seems to be circumstantial like that's probably you know like this past when you guys were at that motocross track so there's a motocross track there's some developed mm-hmm. jumps there's some developed berms and things like that um, and let, let's use those, you know what I mean? But then, sure, there's probably going to be times, too, where they're going to go out to a field, you know, and then, like, a big buck. You know, there would just be a field with some woods that you would ride. So, you know, like a works race, I think everybody expects some moto. Mm-hmm. But I think at the full gas sprint enduros, at least, again, from what I've seen, I don't know this from Hoop by any means, it just seems like it, it, it's, I'm going to use, I'm going to take available. advantage whatever's there yeah you know to the full extent kind of like a local race here i mean if there's a moto track on the right we ride it on the property yeah, yeah we ride it regardless of how much we suck at jumping <laughs> we ride it that's ridiculous <laughs> but so uh is the 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 four day that you guys have now obviously that's is that format i mean pretty spot on to what you what we've got kind of got going on now in this full gas sprint enduro I guess it's it's similar. Um, the four day is pretty much exactly like the six day, but uh, two days short. So you've got the uh, you've got the trail time, um, and then you've got the sprints. So you you ride. You pretty much it, it's it's kind of hard to explain, um, but you ride. Uh, you got trail time, which is normally forty five minutes, something like that, and then you ride to a test, and then you do a special test, and then you ride to another test. So normally you have five tests. 
um, during the day uh, and, and you're pretty much only doing like they're five separate tests and you only do them um, one each. So um, it's, it's a lot different. Well, it's, it's not a lot, but yeah, it definitely is different to the sprints because, you know, the sprints we just do uh, one lap on one test and then we go to the other test and then back and just keep going back and forth to each test instead of, you know, riding a new one every time. Mm-hmm. So, um, which it's, it helps to, to go out and walk the test and memorize as much as you can. So then, you know, you know, what's coming up, um, where you can go faster, where you can back off inst- instead of like something like the national enduros where you, you just rock up and you just go riding. You don't know what you, what's coming up. You don't know what you're going to hit until you hit it and you end up cartwheeling kind of thing. So, it's uh, it's definitely uh, I like that format more. I think it's a lot safer being able to see the track and and see what you're coming up against. Other than um, some races you got over here where you just pin it and just hope for the best. Um, right. So yeah, it's but yeah, you know the, the four day. The four days definitely a hard race. Um, you've, you're, four, you're doing four days of that racing, so it, it beats you. And then, you know, you've got the six day on top of that, which I'd even beat you more. So it's, uh, you know, our sport is they, they try to beat you as hard as they can, and when you're old, you can't even move. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I get so the, the four day that you guys have in Australia follows the, the, the FIM six day much more in the sense that you guys do have a like, trail to actually cover between tests. Opposed to where here with the sprinting enduro, you know, obviously, start it starts here, ends here, and then the next one starts here and ends here, and then you kind of go back, elite leapfrog back and forth like you mentioned. So, all right. What's the time and during the sprint enduros between like if you did this test and then you're going to this test and then you're going back to this test? What is the time like rest time between that? Because normally you'd like ride a trail or something between. What is? What do you go back? Yeah, to? for for us pros, it's it's roughly. 45 minutes something around there it depends like if, if something happens if someone has an accident or or something like that we allow you know hooper allows a little bit longer um to you know fix everything up but other than that yeah it's, it's roughly 45 minutes yeah and and is that a good amount of time does that see uh, and again haven't had a chance to ride one or anything like that like i may be totally gassed and like i'm laying on the ground for 20 minutes like yeah i need 25 more minutes for this for sure like or is it is it too long too short how does that that kind of time feel for getting into another seven to eight ten minute test uh i think 45 minutes it works good you know you get in you get to sit down have a bit of a rest and, and get some food into you and kind of relax for a little bit and then back into it again so i think any longer would be too long and any shorter would be like You'd, it'd feel like you're doing a three-hour GNCC. So right. I think it's it's definitely the right time. But um, I guess as Hoop gets more riders, it'll it might stretch out a little bit longer, and he might have to put an extra test in or something like that. But uh, h- however it's running so far, it's it's working real good. That's a good point. Yeah, because I guess if he does get more riders, though, it'll be more work on his end. More riders could hopefully be more money, so he's more profitable for himself. So then a little bit more effort to put in another test. Mm-hmm. Might kind of like help distribute the riders a little bit differently to keep that time down. That's smart. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, so we've got three down. We've got two more to go, right? Because there was gonna, originally going to be four this year, but then they put in the second one. Yeah. For the ISDE qualifier. So ISDE, you're going to go this year for Australia? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll head back there again, and uh, you know, I'll definitely try better than what I did last year. I had a bit of a problem there last year and crushed my finger. So uh, let's I let's think say it like it is. You hurt your pinky. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, it was on me, Pinky. But well, let's let's just you got four more real fingers <laughs> on that hand. Like, yeah, well, I tried to ride that little sore <laughs> pinky, and it was hard. So I, I, I saw I what Glenn Kearney finished with in Germany. I think it was Germany. Yeah, like, and you were like, ah, I got, I hold, I can only drink tea because my pinky is stuck. Uh. Yeah, I, once I quit and realized that Carney finished with that bad knee, and I. Sooked over a little pinky, I realized I was a fair bit of a pussy, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess I was scared I was going to get infected because I was in some weird country and there was dogs, wild dogs and shit running around. Yeah, I was pretty freaked out. You're like, my pinky's numb, and you like look down, there's like a dog licking it. You're like, oh god, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a feral country, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Love it, awesome. love it. So Slovakia, um, I don't. What w- was 2011, 2012? Your first ISTE, not 12. 2011. 11. 2011. Yeah. Okay, so you haven't been to Slovakia before, um, at least for the ISDE. I don't know if you've done a world enduro there before, but nah. what are your expectations of you know going in this year? How do how do you feel about it? How do you think Australia looks? You know, as a world trophy team, um, kind of take us through that. Yeah, from what I've been told, it's it's going to be pretty similar to you know the East Coast soil over here. So it's it's the uh, the woods and and everything like that's going to be going to be pretty pretty much the same from what I've been told. And I think uh, my preparation is going to be maybe a little bit better than the rest of the Australian teams because well I'm living over here and, and riding in um, you know train that it's going to be like. But we definitely have strong a strong team. Um, and I definitely think we can win it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can put it all together this year. Every other year, we we seem to have you know a bit of a mishap and uh, a bike blow up or someone get injured or, or something like that. So I definitely hope we can uh, pull it together this year and and see how we finish. I like it. I like it. No, it's cool, man. Yeah, we've been trying to figure out if there was any way for us to get over there. Uh, too much time. Too much money put in other places this year, so it's it's unfortunate. But it, gosh, dude, it would be so awesome to be there in Slovakia because that is kind. Of, I don't know why, but it's just kind of like you like looking back at old film and stuff like that. It just feels like such a, a raw, natural place and it's such an ass kicking place for a dirt bike race, and especially the six days. Like, it's gonna be some serious shit going down there for you guys. Hopefully, I, I hope you guys have a hell of a time, but then that you also have fun because. That's what you should be doing. That's it. That's it. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be mad. We just got to kick your ass, I think. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Wait, maybe he thinks she sounds just like her sister. That's what I was it, wondering. Who like, does she think my sister uh, maybe, is? Maybe, yeah, does he think that you're my sister or that you sound like your sister? I mean, Probably Americans. Never heard my sister. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Daniel. If you're, if you're gonna steal the show, you just gotta run with it, man. <laughs> it's like what was that? Oh, it's just his balls. <laughs> if you're gonna take a feather and tickle your balls in the middle of the show, make sure the camera is stationary, bro. <laughs> I just wanted to show you guys. <laughs> I like it, I like it. It's like all of a sudden I see this foot like come up and like stick behind his head. It's like, dude, bro, you're flexible. You're flexible, that's nice. Nice. Um, it, it's funny though. Speaking of, of feathers and, and testicles, um, <laughs> I actually got a call today. Yeah, yeah. From Stuart Baylor Jr. 
And him and his brother are driving back from the National Enduro, and they're like, you got to ask Milner. You got to ask him how many times he jerks off during the day. And I was just like, is this real? Like, this is, this, you're doing this. Like, you're, you're, he's like, yeah. And now we're like, talking about it. I was like, I'll do it. I was like, okay, let's go there. And then they're like, something about a feather in your balls. And I was just like, I don't know if this is something he's done before or if this is a thing or Stuart Baylor is just weird. Maybe he's looking for a teammate on Saturday night. I don't know. But I figured I could bring it up and see if there's any story there that maybe we should talk about or if it's just funny. Uh, I got a missus here, so I, I think it might have something to do with them two maybe tickling each other's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That was a perfect comeback. So is your missus an American or is she an Aussie? No, nah, she's an Australian as well. So so she sounds just as sexy as you do? <laughs> well, if you think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's... I don't remember. I think it might have been Maddie Phillips that I was talking to about this that night, uh, the, the, the after party in Germany. Because um, it was you and Maddie's room that I wound up in that night. And I don't really remember <laughs> how, but hey, you know, I had pants on when I woke up. So we all know that it, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't too weird. Uh, or at least, you know, they took care of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but uh, I wonder if, if, say, an American like myself, you know, half half normal looking. Not 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 ugly, not handsome, just average <laughs> run of the mill American. Just straight average. Yeah, just, American. Just, just you know, like hey, American. There it is. If I'm in a bar of Australian women or Australian, we'll go. I'm in an Australian bar. You know, to like do do. Would women be like, ah, oh, it's got an American accent or something, you know, whatever? Like, <laughs> like sounded like, like chicks, <laughs> like <laughs> like American chicks, or like a guy, like with an Australian accent. I mean, they're just like flicking the bean, like in the bar, like it's just like going to town, but like. That uh, I would imagine that's not reciprocal. I think, I mean, go. You say what you think. I think we sound like Hicks, probably to other people. Go ahead. What What do we sound like? Well, I guess, uh, but in, back home in Australia, we we always watch American films and always you know see American stuff. So we're we're pretty used to your accent. It's it's kind of like it's it's normal to us. So I guess you just never see much of Australia and you never hear much of us talking. So. When when we talk, you just kind of fall to your knees, so it's a bit different than you know, how we feel. <laughs> I like it. It's uh, like it, it's funny too because we got a uh, Russell Crowe and uh, well, I don't. Uh, he's he's not Australian. Is he Australian? But then uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, the big one. Like he he does so many different. Even when he plays an Australian, he doesn't ever really have his real Australian accent. Like if you ever hear him on a talk show, he sounds awesome but it's like an awesome that you just he sounds like he's from the wild like from the outback like he's just like it's like this crazy almost like a hick aussie accent but in anything else he's so put together from all of his training so i can only imagine that like that that's what i have in my head but like australian women mm. Huh? Can daniel can you do an american accent Ooh, can you do an american accent can i uh i don't know can't no not really I, Give I it guess a shot. I could try. All right. Wait, does it got to be like Southern or just American? Whatever you think we sound like. Well, I'm hanging around the Southern, so I'll try that. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all, come from South Carolina. How y'all doing? 
<laughs> that was so awesome. Where is your? Do you have a Confederate a Confederate flag belt buckle on right now? <laughs> no, but I'm just gonna hang one out the front in a couple of days. The plan was. Uh, why is the president coming by? Oh! <laughs> it seems like everybody else is doing that. They're like, oh look, the president's here. I don't yeah, know, but whatever. You should say since all that that's going on, everyone's just driving around here with a flag on the back of their car. It's it's crazy. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Are you staying at the bunkhouse with Randy and them? No, no. I made sure I was out of the bunkhouse. That place was too crazy. I'm, uh, I'm actually living in uh, Paul's, the house that Paul had on the farm. Oh, okay. um, so it's a, it's a two-bedroom little shack. So it's, it's pretty cool. We just hang out here and do our stuff. I like it. I like it. Well, cool. Oh, man. What else you got for the Aussie? I, he did an American accent, and I'm just amazed right now. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> it's nice and southern, too. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, uh, so what's next for you? Austin National Enduro, August 23rd. Um, where is that one at? That uh, Jack Pine, right? Uh, we actually got the sprint, uh, not this weekend, the following. Um that's the the sprint in Georgia, I think it is. Okay. So the the full gas sprint enduro. So I'll go do that again. Um, and then I think it's the Tennessee knockout or some badass enduro cross kind of style. I think we're doing that. So that's going to be pretty fun. I think I'll uh, bust my bike up a fair bit there. But so just don't bust your balls up there. Yeah, obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. you might want to wear a cup, buddy. <laughs> You, uh, you you seem to be putting the jewels on a little bit of a train wreck yeah. as of late. Yeah, I'll definitely hide them things. I'll tuck them up. Have the missus kiss them goodbye the night before. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, we'll be at the TKO. Well, I don't know if we will be at the TKO. I'll, I won't. If you can make it, you can come. Uh, we've got extra room now in the RV because the, the fam's not coming anymore. So anybody this. wants to come with us. Um, but, yeah, we'll be up there. I'll be doing the amateur shit on Saturday trying to make up those three minutes that beat me last year. Uh, <laughs> so at least in the afternoon on Saturday. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I can handle. I know. Um, but then I'll be there taking pictures and video and stuff like that of you guys on Sunday. So you should try to find a 250FX, not a 450 <laughs> No, nah, I've actually I bought a two fifty two stroke uh, at the start of the year, so I got one of them things to throw around. That'll be that'll awesome. be. Is it the new two fifty X? Nah, it's not actually just a just a standard YZ two fifty mm. or YZ. Have you had a chance to to ride that two fifty X yet? No, I haven't. I, I haven't even got to see it yet. Um, but from everything I've heard, it's it's pretty cool, and uh, I definitely think uh, you know for for an enduro bike, the eighteen inch wheel works really good. So that's that's the best thing they could have done. Yeah, then that wide ratio transmission is pretty cool too. I, I just blows my mind. No electric start. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they, they, they can make of... it work. They put one on the FX. You know, like. That does suck because I mean, so many KTM guys would probably switch because the Yamaha's awesome. I mean, <laughs> but they want the button. Yeah, the button. Honestly, like if you could save a thousand dollars for and, and still have the button, yep. Boy, that would be the quickest way to get a bunch of people over. I think. Um, yep. I mean, hell, that FX almost had me. Like, it should have had you. I know. I like that three fifty though. I'm not gonna lie, three fifty is pretty bitching. Should have let you ridden it. Oh, it kicked my butt. No, I should have let Cooper ride it with you on the back. Yes. That's what we should have done. (laughs) (laughs) We all know how that would have gone. Well, cool, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, taking the time to chat with us. Sorry that it's been so long. You've you've been over to the States quite a few times. Obviously, you've been here this whole year, except for the time when you went back home for a little bit. 
Um, should have had you on earlier. Luckily enough, I text Brian Elliott. I was like, I want Daniel Miller on. He was like, we can make it happen. So it did. <laughs> and I appreciate you coming on the show. No worries. Good to be on here. Yeah. So, uh, man. So, Toby Price said that I could come down to Australia and ride there and he could show me around. Do you think that that's a smart move or a bad idea? Nah, Toby. Toby's got the hookups. It's it's definitely that's where you want to go. Getting to bring you to uh to the Fink Desert Race because that's somewhere where you want to go. That's just uh somewhere where you just hold your bike wide open and just hang off the back and hope for the best. Is it as dangerous? So, you as will like the die bar? there. Huh? You will die there. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, you, you, there's not, a big chance. I am not Cooper. Like <laughs> no. wide open for me is three quarters throttle. Okay. Like <laughs> we all know this. <laughs> Like I, I will, I'll put the right gearing on. I just won't actually hold it to the stop. <laughs> okay, okay, you should vagina. go. <laughs> what do you say? That I am a vagina. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, you didn't get any of the new kinetic mesh gear, did you? No. I was gonna see how it worked, cooling off all your parts. Oh. Well, I'm glad we didn't have to talk about that. <laughs> All right, Milner, before it turns into the Thursday night show, we'll let you go for the evening. We definitely appreciate you being here, taking the time for us. Good luck with everything, um, and definitely keep having fun on the dirt bike. No worries. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely, man. Take it easy. See ya. Uh, gotcha. So, unfortunately, it seems like our second guest, Mr. Jeremy Shoning, is not going to be able to make it. Uh, he had to run to dinner with his boss, and that is just kind of the way things go sometimes with life and in general. Now, we were going to talk about Colorado, and I wanted to talk a way to try to figure out awareness, to try to talk about a lot of the stuff that we learned out there. So there are a lot of organizations called Stay the Trail, Cove Code, Trail Preservation Alliance out there to try to bring more awareness and bring funding and a, a I don't know the exact, but lawyers to the to the ball game mm-hmm. because of the fact that there are so many ways that people are trying to shut down trails. Yeah, and, and and every little thing can be can be used against. And I say us, but in reality, there's people out there that sometimes they want to they want to shut down trails so that no one can use them. Not just motorized vehicles, not just mountain bikers, not just horses, not just hikers, but everybody. Yeah. Now, granted, there are levels of that, right? I mean, there are there are hikers that hate dirt bikers. There's dirt bikers that hate hikers all over the whole spectrum. Like, it's, yep. it's crazy. So one of the things that I wanted to try to talk to Jeremy about, though, was trying to figure out what are the best ways that we as dirt bikers, that we went to Colorado, we did seat time adventures, we had massive amounts of fun out there. We want to do that again. But at the same time, we also want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward to help these organizations, mm-hmm. on how to kind of continue to either A, keep the trails open that are open, or B, even get more trails open. Mm-hmm. That, that I think that that's, that's, you know, a whole side that people don't think about. You know, I know that Cooper, we were talking with Coop's dad a lot, and he was telling us about, yeah, this trail last year was open, this trail last year was open, this trail last year was open. And I was like, well, you know, why are they being closed? And, and, and a big thing is there's, so there's, a, there's a lack of, of real education on why some trails are closing. Is it they're overridden and they're letting them recoup? Well, do we know when they're going to be open right. again? You know, and there's a lot of times, no, we, we don't know that. that there's, there's not a definitive date on a trail being reopened. Um, and, and so that kind of goes, okay, so they're saying this trail is, gonna, is, is rehabbing, yeah. you know, but is that really just 
Now that's what they say to make sure that there's not there's less of a riot. Right. Don't don't make people mad. Right. And so, but at the same time, like, how do we go? Okay, cool. You guys have closed this trail for rehab. Totally get it. Five years, whatever. You know, sure. Yeah. It's going to take a long time to kind of get there to where that trail's rehabbed, and we can go back in and maybe either a make new trail in that section or start to reopen some of those pieces. But then the other side of that is, how do you start to make new trail out there? Right. I, I granted ridden the Colorado 500, ridden out there with a couple of my dad's friends, um, and then this time. So three times. So definitely not a veteran of Colorado. You know, still a rookie in a lot of people's minds. But how do we wind up trying to figure out how to start creating new trails out there that other people can use? Is that just taboo? Does that happen? Right. Um, You know, and and that's one of the big things that I kind of want to to start to look into and to start to figure out. So we just did Seat Time Adventures this past week. Um, got a chance to meet a lot of awesome people. I would say that every person we ran across in Crested Butte, in Almont, um, in Tin Cup, Pitkin. In, in, in Pitkin, and all those little tiny towns were super awesome. Yeah, they were. Um, you know, they, they handed, they were in, in Crested Butte South. Stevens UTV broke down. They brought it to Crested Butte South. They spent hours hanging out there at the grocery store at the little local market. The guys were uh, not only giving them you tools to help fix their UTV, but they were giving them as well uh, materials, you know, like mm-hmm. radiator fluid, advice, time, sweat, and then beers, and then food. Like, you know, it was they were super, super uh, generous with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my had the rear flat in Almont, we had the same kind of thing. We had guys yeah, walk up. a complete stranger. Yeah, a stranger sees that I have a flat tire. Like and I know I have a flat tire. We're just eating, and I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about it after we eat lunch. And he goes to his truck, gets a can of fix a flat, and comes back and just says, "Hey, you guys, the guys on the motorcycles. Yep, yep. Oh, I saw you guys have a flat. Here's a can of fix a flat. Like just didn't ask, didn't need to, yeah. and just gave us this awesome. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I go, okay, you, you know, you hear about all this negativity mm-hmm. or, or you hear that there can be all this negativity in, in, in Colorado and with dirt bikers riding on, on trails and stuff, obviously. And, and I'm talking legal trails. I'm not talking about outlaw riding or anything like that. Now, if somebody's outlaw riding, sure, I get that. There's, that's why there's, neg- there's some negativity towards mm-hmm. that. But it seems like with all the people that we ran across that were so awesome to yeah, us. Yeah, and excited to see us. Right. Excited that we're there spending money in their town and mm-hmm. all that kinds of stuff. Like, where. Where where does all this negativity come across that people talk about? And yeah. that's one of the that's some of the things I want to start looking into. So again, that's kind of the discussion I was hoping to have. Um, if anybody listening has information, I would love it if you guys reached out to kind of, you know, to, to come to us to that. One of the things that uh, my friend Ian Reed and I were talking about is that with Seat Time Adventures, if say if we were to go back to Colorado every year um, and maybe change it up, you know, different mm-hmm. different place in Colorado for four days. Um, Maybe there's a fifth day. It's a it's a volunt it's a voluntary work day, um, you know that it's 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 unofficially official officially part of Sea Time Adventures where yeah. you know on this on this fifth day we're not going to ride we're going to have we're going to organize with either Coveco Stay the Trail to TPA like one of those try to get a large work day together and so that everybody that's with Sea Time Adventures can get together with all the locals. The people that do ride there all the time that put forth all the work and all the effort and help them do whatever needs to be done on the trail. If it's carry a lot of the cinder blocks up that oh, we gosh. saw or however that needs to go. To <laughs> Whoever does that down. job, props to them. Yeah, because, uh, <laughs> you know, there. but that kind of stuff does have to get done. Yeah. It does get done. People do do it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would imagine even if it's a quarter mile of trail that gets a little bit of nurture that hopefully that that 
is is something we can help do. And it, it's one of those deals where I'm like, well, if we're up there documenting SeaTime Adventures, we would obviously document this part of it. So hopefully it's a way for us to maybe make even more yeah. awareness um, for what riders can do for the trails that they ride on by putting that into our videos and stuff. I don't know. What would yep. you think about something like that? That'd be cool, I think. I think yeah. they would hopefully appreciate us more Yeah. and uh, want to have us back. So uh, so what's your tool of choice? My tool? Tool of choice. For Pick, on the trail? Pickaxe, look at a shovel kind of person. No. Uh, She's like, I hold cameras really yeah. well. <laughs> I could video. <laughs> no, um, I'll take the uh, like you need hatchet. To, I need to do some more push-ups. Don't squeeze me. People biggest, are going to see how noodly they are. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest tool we can handle. Yeah. You can just sit there and do curls with it. Yeah. I'll just work out the whole time. <laughs> Doing good, guys. Doing good. Yeah. I'll bring y'all water. So No. No, I'd, I'd get down there and help. I think that'd be awesome. It'd be, uh, it'd be different because I know that there's a lot of people that would that would appreciate to go ride in Colorado. Um, and not that I, again, still very new, still very rookie to Colorado. But I know that it seems like there's a lot of discussions around that. So I kind of want to start to dig into that, figure out really it is what's kind of going on um, with a lot of these organizations and how we at Sea Time could either bring more awareness to it, we could start to help out, start to go up there and do some of that work that needs to be done on some of these trails. Um, to try to, you know, I guess stop, keep the trails open some and some of the negativity. Yeah, I hate to see trails keep closing and, I and mean, nothing new opening. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Oh, so, Sea Time Adventures was awesome. So, some of the things that we got a chance to test and play around with. So, Flex Bar came out with a new bitch bar for their razors. Um, so, we had our chase crew up there, Stephen Rice and his family, and they put one of these these new flex bars into their razor. So that way, while you're riding around in this razor, if you're holding on to the bitch bar or the oh shit bar the whole time, it's got a little bit of gift to it. You know, oh, a little bit cool, of flex, yeah. a little bit of suspension in there. Um, so we're going to get a nice little review on that from uh, from Steven and his brother. So that'll be cool to read about. Um, did you, what were you, you were on your bike. Did you have anything fun to play around with? I don't think so. You had a new jacket? I had, oh yeah, my new fly jacket, my patrol jacket, jacket, which was freaking sweet i wore that thing every single day for a week it smelled a little bit when we got home but it was awesome i took the sleeves off and wore vest most of the time unless we were in the nice rain cold and then the sleeves went on and vents everywhere so when it got like 80 degrees you're like opening vents you're showing me how to do all my vents and stuff could store all sorts of stuff it was awesome store phones for days oh (laughs) funny cooper oh is that where her phone was you didn't hear? Oh. <laughs> so I guess we'll just tell the story so nobody's confused. They had awesome pocket situations where you could store stuff and not even know you're storing it, apparently. So I, I was taking my phone with me everywhere because there's no service where we're camping, but you could get like a little bit of kind of service in these little towns. We stopped to eat lunch, mm-hmm. right? So you're like getting on Instagram, you know, keeping up with your social media. Hashtag keeping keeping the followers happy. Hashtag, hashtag seat time adventures. And, uh, I thought I left my phone. It had died while I was sitting there social mediaing. And uh, so I thought I left it in Pickin. And so I get back to camp and I'm like, oh man, where's my phone? I can't find it. And Cooper's like, check all your pockets. I'm like, I did. It's gone. It's gone. Three days later, we're cleaning up our tent and stuff, like reorganizing it. And Cooper's like, I'm checking your freaking jacket again. I've worn it every day since then, all day. And he's like, 
what's this? Unzips the pocket. There's my phone. <laughs> it's been in there for three days. Was with me like riding side, with it. No, it was just so I had been keeping it on the left side, like up here by the chest. Uh-huh. And I had put it in the right side. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, my jacket did feel kind of heavy. Every time I'd like pick it up, I'm like, I don't remember it being this heavy before with nothing in it. But it had my phone in it the whole time. So good news I didn't have to buy a new phone. Bad news I now look like a total blonde because I rode with it on me. Yep. Oh. Somebody in the chat room was saying that you look a little bit different. That's why they're asking who's the girl on the couch. You look oh. like your sister, kind of. And I said, well, it's because of her hair's down. And then you say all that. So I'm like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. her very blonde hair's down. Yeah, it's showing this <laughs> week, apparently. <laughs> That's pretty oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. It was embarrassing. Cooper has literally told everybody that he comes across. He should. It's like, yeah, did you hear about Jordan who lost her phone for two days and her jacket the whole time that she wore every single day? Yeah, you're like, I mean, and I hate to say this, but like, wouldn't you feel it like on your You know, chest? no, because it, I don't know, it kind of got lost in there. The pockets can hold a lot of stuff. Fly Racer Patrol <laughs> Jacket. They're awesome. It really is and awesome. They help you lose your phone. <laughs> yeah. Help you not lose your phone, thankfully. Because I thought I was like, it fell off on the trail. But it didn't because my zipper was still zipped. So I was like, it didn't fall out. There's no holes in the pockets. It was just on the other side. I love it. I absolutely love it. This is this is amazing. Yeah, it's well, awesome. I got a chance to try out a couple different things actually. So Fastway came out with their their new uh, their new dampened pegs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've talked about this. I you know and, and I like to be as honest and as fair as possible. The pegs worked great, uh, f- but the first four days or first three days of me riding, fourth day, I noticed I was having a little bit of trouble. Um, like when I'd hit some stuff, I felt like I felt like there were weird times where my feet would kind of slide off the edges when they really shouldn't be, um, and so I kind of looked looked at the pegs a little bit, and I would say that the knurls on the on the pegs actually had worn more than I would have expected mm-hmm. them to. Um, now, granted, we were riding a, a lot, lot and in, and in not great conditions, you know, with the it water, way, the mud, yeah. the, the dirt that gets piled in there, it helps wear stuff down sooner. So there's always that, but at the same time. You know, even if you were to say we did 100 miles a day, uh, which we were just under most of the time, you know, 300 miles, you know, you know, give or take that. So, but I know, you know, that top plate might be easily replaceable. Right. It's three bolts, pull it off, put on another one. And if it's 30 bucks, that's not too bad. That's cool. My, I would, I would like it if that top plate's removable and you could get some of the threaded guys to go in there. So you could kind of get some of the really pokey ones. And at the same time, too, I will definitely say that my Garnets are three years old. Um, so the soles are probably worn to piss out. Yeah. So there's a good chance, too, that we got a little a combination. Bit of, yeah, we got a little bit of wear on the pegs. We got a little bit of, you know, a shit ton of wear on the boots, <laughs> like a you know, pack full of mud. So, but I just wanted to be honest in that. But it, so the dampening side of things, like I do have a really bad right ankle. I'm actually having surgery next month on it again, unfortunately. Um, so I really didn't have any ankle problems. Um, we were riding some nasty, tough shit. Yeah. So I, I would totally attribute my ankle holding up a lot better than normal to those pegs. Not because of the fact that it's suspension, but it's mm-hmm. because it has just that little bit of dampening. There's just that... That, that, that little bit so. makes such a difference. Even like, you know, the flex spars, me and Cooper were talking on the way up here, actually, that like our, the outsides of our hands are like stone bruised, and it's because we haven't had our flex bars on, and when we ran flex bars, the outside of our hands weren't. Right. Stone bruised like that, and it's just that bit of dampening really does... 
Yeah. Does help. And it, yeah, I, I love them. And, you know, and it's the, I've been running the flex bars for a long time too now and love them. So, of course, when they came out with those pegs, had to try them out. So, you know, if you're doing longer, you know, longer ride, I mean, somebody that's out there racing a GNCC for two or three hours, or maybe you're doing a national enduro, so you're riding, you know, almost six hours mm-hmm. out there on the trail, I would look into stuff like this. I would think, guys, that moto, maybe it doesn't make as big a difference. Yeah. Um, again, because it's not really suspension, it's more of that dampening for, I think, the longer term rides where you're going to be out there for a lot longer. But, uh, I'm definitely going to keep them on the bike, and I'm going to talk to them and see if they do do replacement places for the tops, or if they possibly have, you know, some updates in in for the near future about being able to get top plates that have replaceable pins. Yeah, um, and maybe they'll talk to Garnet for you and get you some new boots. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But hey, it'd be hey, awesome maybe. to think they did, right? Um, and then the Kenda Equilibrium tire. So mm-hmm. uh, really, really, really excited. First time I got a chance to ride this, and I wanted to give it a good test. You know, I wish I would have had more time to be able to do like back-to-back tests, same trail kind of situation with different tires. Um, we just don't have that. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources to do that kind of stuff. So what I did, though, is I ran 12 PSI on day one, and I did that specifically because in a rocky situation with a regular tire, if I was running a tube, I wouldn't run less than 13 because I didn't want to flat. I wanted a flat less. Than I wanted yeah. you know, more than I wanted good traction. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, with this tire with the tubeless Gen 2 setup, I'm going to run 12 on day one. And I'll be honest, like, I, I was like, okay, I don't, I could kind of tell in some situations that it's a sticky rubber, but it doesn't, I'm not like, holy fuck, this is the holy gray of real tires. I just wasn't. Like, I, you know, again, being very honest. Um, and then day two, I ran 8 PSI. Mm-hmm. And 8 PSI was like, a world of difference. Um, the tire stuck a lot better. It gripped a lot better. I did not feel like I was bouncing around nearly as much. Um, that is the day that I did get a weird that weird cut yeah. through the knob. But you know, and this is when I had the flat tire. Yes, I was running the tubeless system, the Gen Two setup with the Equilibrium tire, the eighteen inch. Um, so while we were there at lunch, we we're trying to put fix a flat in it, and through that, that's when we figured out like, whoa, this is like a slice. This is a good good uh cut here in this tube or this tire so what we do is we get a tire plug kit uh steven's dad had one with a, for their razors and so they were luck, uh, nice enough to give me a couple of those plugs so we put one in clean it out put one plug in and it doesn't seal we're like holy shit and then but what i realized is it not sealing there's actually like another little hole next to it mm. i mean like right next to it so i clean that out and while i'm cleaning it out it becomes one hole <laughs> i know it's like science uh but then i get that second plug and put it in and it boom like it was just enough like you know, put it in twist it pull it out quick and bam well, that's that's thursday night uh, but it was awesome like, i knew that was gonna get dirty that, i mean you know you burn it cut the ends and boom you got yourself a plug kit and i was really worried like i was like man these are totally gonna come out because yeah. we've done some rough nasty shit yeah and they didn't they're it still in the, the whole they're still whole ride, in that yeah. damn hole in that damn tire, plugging up that damn hole. No, for real though. They are. Yeah. That's not a lot. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> it's almost kind of fun when I just kind of like expect her to like take over. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's telling the truth. I like it. No, awesome. but it, it it worked well. Held up the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, really enjoy that tire. I am uh I've got so I've got one of their 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 prototype sticky tires, uh the knobbies. Now I think because I know that there's more dirt 
Um, I I didn't get the experience where people go, you know, people ran the, the trials tires all the time, mm-hmm. and they they find that that they work all over the place. I I can't agree with that. Um, I did have issues where I felt like I wanted it to have a little bit more of an aggressive sidewall, uh, side knob, mm-hmm. and in, in the in the the more meteor dirt sections, it worked. It it worked like a tiger tire. Like it was the rocks is where you really notice. Yeah, that, that it's awesome. Yeah, especially when they're wet and slick and nasty. Which they were most of the time. Yeah, true story. Um, so I, I've kind of got some research and, and brain thoughts to do because I'm trying to remember how much dirt there was at the TKO in the sections mm. that we rode versus the rocks. And it's kind of one of those things in suspension. Do you do you say, I'm going to not have a lot of compressions because uh, my, in the rocks I want it to work really good, but if I have to jump, I know that there's a chance I'm going to bottom or vice versa. You're going to say, you know, I'd rather be a little bit stiffer because on the jumps I'd rather it not bottom and in the rocks I'll have a little bit tougher. Like, right. That's kind of almost where I'm at with this tire thing because if I run that equilibrium in, in some of the dirt sections, it may not track as well, especially if it's a kind of a leaned over more turn because of a lack of a side knob. But if I go to the the tacky kind of uh, the sticky knobby tire, mm-hmm. you know, will it grip the rocks as good as that equilibrium, which I know it will. Right. Um, You're in a pickle. But I can't, I wouldn't be in this predicament if it weren't for Kenda Tire. And I'm glad that they are giving us a chance to test out their products and to be honest about them. They, that's what they want us to do. Um, it's only going to help them make better. If anybody out there is, is wondering if you should try out an equilibrium tire, do you have a lot of rocks? Yes, you should definitely try out one of their equilibrium tires. The tubeless setup worked great. Had no issues getting it set up. Um, I ran, I found that that 8 PSI was awesome. Uh, in the front tire, I was running about 8 PSI as well, and I was running the Millville 2, so nothing special about that. Definitely one of the one of the better, you know, the Washugal and the Millvilles are the, the two better Kenda front tires that you can get to run for kind of like off-road, mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, dirt, dirt terrain. Dirt great. terrain. A- I think that's what everybody probably writes. Dirt backs on. Yeah, it's the dirt terrain. This <laughs> you and ride your motorcycle in, man. Yeah. We just landed in California. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Word, bro. Word <laughs> to the desert. To the desert. So yes. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? Are we in trouble? <laughs> no, I'm just getting text messages. It's just like, you're a little creepy <laughs> and nerve-wracking when you stop and stare live <laughs> on camera. <laughs> Thank you, James. Like this? He is, is creepy. creepy. Oh, when I do like this? <laughs> yeah. It's freaky. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Back on track. So what's good? Here's what here's what's going to happen with Sea Time Adventures. I, I'm sure if you guys were paying attention to Instagram or any of the feeds out there, we were trying to post as much as we could, but it was just tough. We, we were riding, we were having a good time, and we there's no service. Yeah, lot, not not a great service. But so we're going to try to get about. We're going to try to on a weekly basis get some form of some form of footage out for you guys, even if it's about a minute. It, it, you know, hopefully it's kind of a nice little highlight reel of some of the days that are out there while we work on our our bigger edit as well. We have a lot of footage. We've got real lives going on. You know, it's unfortunate that we're not being paid for this, so we can't just like knock it out in a week and make it happen. I mean, we could, but then there's sleep, there's family, there's work. Oh, then there's sleep, then there's the work, and it goes on. So. That's what we're going to try to do. So definitely pay attention. What you want to do 
for the quickest way to know when we are uploading and adding information is go to YouTube and subscribe. Now, after you subscribe, there are settings where you can be notified by email. That's the best way to be known Johnny on the spot when we upload and make something public. Uh, Because if you are just subscribed to us and not email notified, then it only tells you when you go to YouTube. Like, but if you're kind of wanting to know a little bit better, more on the up, 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 up to the date, up to the second that we make something public, you want to make sure that you have uh, email notifications set up to be notified for when seat time. Um, post the post, awesomeness. Post the stuffs. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. definitely be looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to be skydiving for the first time this Sunday, so I'm going to bring the GoPros and we're going to do a little video for that. So that'll be fun. Um, Liam's birthday. He's turning three. Uh, I turned 36 on Thursday. Um, Leah's birthday party is this Saturday, but he actually doesn't turn three until August 10th. It's just, Caleb's going to be out of town. So we're having a birthday for that. Um, then I'm going to go ride Greenville on the ninth. If anybody local wants to go ride Greenville, uh, on the ninth. And then, uh, we've got our, uh, August 8th actually in Dallas at community brewery. We're going to be doing a proper pint show there. If you guys want to come down for that, then we're going to be a TKO. Then I'm going back to Colorado for a bachelor party. Which is um, fucked up because it's like, sure, I want to go back to Colorado, but I don't want to spend $300 on a plane ticket and then $100 on lodging and then all this other stuff for, I mean, it's like, it's a good friend of mine. I'm going to go support it as a bachelor party. It's not, I'm not a, it's, but you got, you got to do it. It's, there it is. So. There it is. And you don't even take a dirt bike. And then surgery. That's And fun. then ankle surgery. So. And the TKO in there somewhere. But TKO, oh, sorry. TKO, then the bachelor party, then surgery. And video footage somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. <laughs> you gotta fit in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fun stuff. So, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the the the, the film content scrollerer for Steven, <laughs> and he's gonna be <laughs> the main editor. All I know is if you haven't checked out our sick tandem video, that thing. I don't know what to say about that. I think I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be so. There's that video we know was on helmet cam. And then I had the external video of it. And then Patch apparently has like a really wicked video from Timberline. So I think that's what I'll put together for Friday. Sweet. I'll get your video and then like kind of like mirrored with mine. So kind of like get the, the helmet <laughs> the helmet view oh, and then the external view. I wonder view. like what we're saying during this. Uh, I don't know if we're just like silent. I don't remember. I doubt it. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> all, all I know is people probably can barely see. You can barely see it at the end of that clip of when we wad. Yeah gnarly and as soon as we get up off the ground cooper looks at me and goes well you're supposed to bail and i was like <laughs> at what point yeah. like i'm trying to like jump off and yeah. just roll as we are quarter yeah. away through our 180 yeah. you should be halfway off the yeah. bike what, what the heck that's a lot of math brother that's a lot of math <laughs> i was like okay okay next time <laughs> so we got a lot. We got a lot coming out. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be sweet. I, it I hope awesome. everybody is excited as we are. And then, obviously, what we're gonna do. So once we start getting that footage out, um, we're start. People go to adventures.ctime.co. Sign up for the newsletter if you're interested to learn more information. As that comes out, we'll start talking about 2016. Um, and so probably during September um, and October, we'll start making those decisions. Start planning the trip. And then that'll probably come out a little bit closer to November, December. What that great plan- Christmas what, what that's going to look like, um, and then we'll start uh, probably January. Start accepting applications um, to you know start picking riders to come and go on Sea Time Adventures 2016 2.0. Dun 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 dun. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I know. Uh, and there could be, it could be a precursor of a seat time 1.5. Are we talking? In January. Oh. There could be. What's that going to be? A seat time adventures 1.5. <laughs> what about That could be preview to seat time adventures 2.5. 2.5? Yeah. So. Interesting. Fingers crossed. I've already got. I've already got weird shit in the works, folks. That's the way that this brain works. So thank you for paying attention to Sea Time. We really appreciate you. Uh, big thanks to Daniel Milner for being on the show. Uh, it's again. It's just like Thad Duval. The first time it happens, I'm like, why hasn't this happened sooner? You're awesome. And you know they're awesome, and you know you want to talk to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And did yeah. you hear that American accent? I'm gonna go back and replay that one again. Well, that's, that's all over. That's gonna be the the, the new seat time. Uh, that's what we should have had him do like a seat time slogan. Yeah, in that accent, so we could use it as a seat time. That'd have been cool. Awesome. So seat time. You can find everything about us at seattime.co. That's the website. That's where we archive everything, and we're gonna post all of our fun videos. Of course, adventures.seattime.co is where we uh, talk about everything that goes on with seat time adventures. So we are on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash seat time. Of course, we are on Twitter. It is at seat time underscore co on Instagram. It's just regular old at seat time, nothing fancy. And then you know we're all over the place. So YouTube, you can find us. It's the channels at seat time. Um, I am at Woody B Pierced everywhere, and you're Jmill ninety eight. Yep, Jmill ninety eight everywhere. So please give us a follow. We do have personal lives. They're just as funny, I swear. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. If you can I mean, smell how bad they are. I heard a story of his kid eating an iguana. No. So yeah, our personal lives are pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It's a gecko. Gecko. A gecko. Whatever. Yeah. It's a gua- Whoa. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we just did, right? I <laughs> uh, hope nobody got Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody getting any ideas in Photoshop. Uh, jerks. Awesome. So thank you very much for paying attention. Thank you for coming on the show again. You're welcome. Appreciate Thanks for having it. me. Ah. Episode 174 of Seat Time. Thank you again to Fly Racing, Kenda Tires, and of course, Stillwell Performance. Blah, blah, blah. Stillwell Performance for their support of Seat Time. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.